It's the Score North Twin Show. Breathe. Breathe, my man, Declan. We are live on the Score North Twin Show. This is going to be Twins Ventline at some point. We can't give play-by-play because Major League Baseball will slap us upside the head. Phil Mackey, Declan Goff. We will tell you that the Twins are two outs away, up by two runs in the ninth inning. A chance to end 19 years of playoff misery. (laughs) Judd's at the ballpark right now. They're one out away, Declan. How do you feel? Duran is mowing down, dude. (laughs) I'm surprisingly calm. Um, I did get yelled at. After the first home run, my fiance was on a work call, and there was some explicitives yelled. And um, I try to warn her to get out of the house for these reasons, for the opposite reasons. But uh, but I feel shockingly calm. I'm going to save some takes here if if indeed happens. I'm not going to say anything until it actually happens. Dude, I think I give full credit to your mustache. By the way, I think I think it's the Stan. I think the the, the postseason slash streak ending mustache is is on point for you here. Um. I mean, we're going to get into all of this, and we're being presumptive here. Yes, we're, J- we're Judd is on standby right now at the stadium. He's literally got his phone up right now. Oh, there we go. I think this is it. Pop him in here. I think this is it. It's so hard to tell. Let's put him back down there so we don't get in trouble for Major League Baseball. Um, but Royce Lewis came out, dude. Royce Lewis hasn't played baseball in two weeks. He hasn't played baseball in two weeks. His first two career postseason plate appearances, and the dude just hits bombs, bombs. Isn't it one strike safe, away? Isn't it safe to say that that was already like the greatest postseason moment I've ever experienced as a Twins fan, and it was only innings one and two of a wild card round? Isn't that really sad? All right, Judd, can you hear us? Is it over? You're ahead of us. Is it over? Can Judd? Can you hear us? Is it over? <laughs> He's got Judd's mouth. Is it over? But I don't, I don't want to get in trouble for Major League Baseball. Let's see. Yeah, we got, I mean, from our streams right now, we have a, a full count and two outs. And uh, the last time the Twins won a playoff game was almost 7,000 days ago. 19 years ago. Mm. Your guy, Griffin Jacks, Came out, he gave up that ringing double to start the inning, and then just mowed the next mow, three mow, guys mow. down. Bing, bang, boom. As I tweeted, that's a no-lose situation for Dex tweets. Not a win-win, but a no-lose situation. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, there is a, a runner on first base now because Duran just got super amped up here. Okay, so yeah, the game is not over. We told Judd, make it obvious on camera, but he was like showing the, he was showing the, the crowd, so I thought the game was over. And, of course, ESPN, you know, I applaud ESPN. It shouldn't be a big secret. You know, they start, they start their telecast, and they show the graphic. You know, Blue Jays fans are probably wondering, hello, there's a second team involved here. Why are you not talking about us? They just showed the highlight from 19 years ago yeah. of uh, Ruben Sierra hitting a flare into the glove of, was it Jock Jones, who I think caught the yep. final? Maybe it was Torrey Hunter. can't remember. But, um, yeah, this is... Um, I mean, the Twins have been here like five other times during the streak where they've had, you know, two outs to go. They got a two-run lead. 
whatever it is. I'm following Twitter here, by the way. So I think we'll see pretty instantly from like the beat writers. There it is, dude. It's over. It's over. Oh my God, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. 19 years. 19 years. 18 straight losses. It's over. Exercise the demon. <laughs> the grainy footage from Judd. The Minnesota Twins have won a playoff game. <laughs> these guys, these are, they are the sports dad. Yes. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. We are live. On the Score North YouTube channel. Hold on. Yeah, Judd, Judd, say what you want. I don't know if he can hear us. Here, let me go full screen on Judd. This is the vibe inside the stadium right now. Wave to Score North. Wave goodbye to 19 years of playoff misery and failures. The Twins won a playoff game. It's okay. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Judd, can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us. We'll get Judd. Judd has his setup in the press box, so we will hear from Judd. Wow, dude. Wow. How do you feel, man? I feel good. Vinny's barking even, too, in the background. I mean, this is um, this is good. This is this is great. I I brought, you know, in the event this actually happened. I was, oh, I was here it is. Let's here. go. Yes. I was ready to rock here with a little with my whiskey jacket. Celebratory. I, I didn't even have it. I didn't have a drink all game. I resisted. I shockingly resisted. Dude, and I, decided I mean, I need one. Unbelievable. I mean, it's. I was uh, I was talking to my wife like an hour ago during that game. Royce Lewis getting the uh, the post game. By the way, one more. Sorry, I'm all over the place. You're okay. Two other hitters in baseball history have started their postseason careers with home runs in their first two plate appearances. If you have to yeah. shut that door, go ahead and shut. I that am going door. to. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure the uh, the, the Vinny doesn't uh, get trapped oh, in that room. Oh my god! Two other hitters in the history of postseason baseball yep. have started their career with home runs in their first two plate appearances. Gary Gaetti. Yeah, in 1987, and Evan Longoria, uh, Longoria in 2008. Do you know what those two guys had in common in 2008 and 1987? Um, both went to the World Series. Just saying. Gary Gaetti won the World Series in 1987, yeah. but my God, the Twins. This is it, it's it's funny too because like Target Field is now 14 years old. We've never experienced that inside Target Field, Mm-mm. ever. Mm-mm. The losses it's, to the Yankees, like the losses to the Astros, that's the first time in the 14-year history of, of Target Field decks that we have experienced that feeling. Uh, it's like I lost my virginity again or something. Like It's just it's, it's, a, it's a weight that's been lifted off of me at this point. Um, and even, obviously, you know, we're doing broadcast from home, but I literally said I, I can't. 
as, as obviously euphoric as it must have been for all the fans in there. They had a sellout crowd uh, to experience that live. I needed to experience that on my own terms and times. And for me, that was here at home. And luckily, um, they just get off to just the roaring start. They never relinquished a lead. It got a little yep. dicey for sure, as most playoff games do. No playoff games go like it is on you know, a Tuesday against the Tigers, per se. But, man, it just a weight has been lifted off the shoulders. And that's what I was listening to a lot of other podcasts yesterday, just getting ready for this and just trying to also get a feel for what else is going on in, in the rest of the baseball scene. And uh, I believe it was Talking Jake, friend of the show, who has actually been on this before. He came on with us uh, last year. And said, whoever wins this series, there is an organizational lift from two ends. Number one, the Twins, obviously, we all know it with the playoff losing streak. But the Blue Jays also being a team that I think they have like a winning percentage the last three seasons of like almost 600. And they don't have a playoff win to show for it. So they've they've had a great nucleus that's been ready, too. And and that's why now there's like this breath of fresh air if you're a Twins fan of, okay, it's over. And now you're playing with house money to get on to the next round. Yeah. And now it's like this is this is the ultimate bursting of a sports bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's, I mean, think about, I know some of these players, like I wasn't around for it. These guys leaned into it, and I really appreciate that. Because these some of these you know, previous iterations of Twins teams and even like the front office and stuff, yeah, it's not really our cross to bear. We weren't around in 2004, 2006. Yeah, but you're around right now. And guess who was around? The fans. The fans have been around for the whole time, 20 years. I was telling my wife earlier today, my career in this business, this business, this business, my career in this business started in 2005. I was uh, a baseball play-by-play broadcaster at KRWC in Buffalo, Minnesota, calling amateur and high school baseball games. 2005. So half of my life, I've been, you know, just an idiot on a microphone talking baseball, talking whatever, right? My career doesn't know anything other than playoff loss and failure. People that were born in 2000, 2003, there's people that have discovered Score North, right? Like, there's a generation of Twins fans that knows nothing other than getting whooped in the eighth inning of a playoff game. And so to finally just pop that bubble, push all of that anxiety aside, I do wonder, and I'm excited because for the first time we can have this conversation about the bubble has burst. The American League is sort of up for grabs. What now? Now that like this giant weight has been lifted off the franchise's shoulders and these players' shoulders and coaches and everyone, what is this team capable of now? Sonny Gray is on the mound for game two. So there's like there's like a whole fun conversation that we've really never been able to have in 20, 19 years watching this streak. And so I think with that, maybe we can start break. I see you're kind of you're yeah, you're populating the uh, green room here. So this is Twins Ventline. And it's just going to be a celebration of the Twins winning their first playoff game in 19 years. If you want to get on the show, we're going to use our Vikings Ventline email address. So just email vikingsventline at gmail.com. And Declan will get as many of you in as possible. We'll hear from Judd, who's at Target Field. He'll join the show at some point. But let's turn it over to long-suffering Twins fans. You deserve this. Who's first on Twins Ventline, the Scornar Twin Show, Declan? Jonah. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's up, Glad Jonah? to be on the show. That was a cathartic win. It feels so good to finally get that monkey off our back. Yeah. I, was, I was like nine years old in 2004 when the streak started. I honestly don't even remember the last Twins win. And it feels so good after just 
nearly two de- nearly two decades of playoff failure to finally be done with it. Royce Lewis, I there's nothing to say. The guy is amazing. He completely Dude. carried us. Pablo Lopez spun a gem. Overall, it was a fantastic game. Only nitpick is I wish the rest of the guys behind Royce would have done a little bit more, but you know, it's a long series. I'm sure there's going to be more to more from the from the rest of the team. Yeah, man. Jonah, hey Jonah, Great when stuff, what what year did you become a Twins fan? I'm just curious. I'd probably say it was I'd probably say it was 2002-2003, but yeah. Again, I don't quite remember all the way back there. I grew, I grew up playing baseball since I was like five years old. So I've been a lifelong baseball fan. Yeah. Amazing, man. Jonah, thank you so much for starting us off here. A great way to start. By the way, I see some people. There's Judd. How are we doing? How are we doing? It's a hot one out there. It's uh, it is humid, and I thought it might rain, but f- fortunately it didn't. And I hope the uh, the atmosphere from the stadium came through loud and clear because that was awesome. Judd, the Minnesota Twins just won an effing playoff game. I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, I. One thing I would like to credit, though, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but being here in particular, you know, all this fear about the fans aren't loud enough and the fans weren't going to be into The fans were freaking fantastic. They came through great on TV. Yes. Yes. And, And they rattled Gosman. They rattled. They they did the same thing. Now, it didn't work in this instance, but if you guys recall when Corey Crawford was playing goal for the Blackhawks and the Wildfest, Jay Crawford, and I, it did, I mean, Gows, he was good. But man. Yeah. Gows, they, man. He was, dude, throwing the baseballs out. The pitch comp didn't work. He chucked it. Kudos to these fans. I'm so tired of people you know, taking a you-know-what on, on this fan base. Yeah. You know, First of all, I saw them single-handedly play a huge role in the 87 ch- uh, championship in the Dome. Uh, in 91, they they were great. I would argue if you give them a player like a Puckett or a Royce Lewis to be excited about, these fans were outstanding. So kudos to you guys. If you're driving home right now or you're like Twins fans came through, let's let's put this narrative to bed that it's a bunch of elitist baseball fans. Amen. So yeah. you guys you know, were awesome. I, but I think... Here's what I would say. I think, there, and I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna blame fans for any part of the 18 games, but there was a part there for sure in like 2019, 2020 was the pandemic year, but 2019, I would say 2006 a little bit too against the A's, 2010 at Target Field, the feeling was a little angsty and nervous in the crowd, or it was like, oh god, well, you know, there's it a, was. a Yankee on first base. It, t- it didn't feel that way at all, at least coming through from outside the stadium. To start today's game, it was definitely anxious. But here's the difference. Again, it goes back to a guy like Puckett. Royce Lewis is like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, like if you like, okay, the pitching again, and we've talked about this, the pitching was good. But, you know, Royce Lewis was, for the most part, single-handedly your offense. He's just that good. Yep. So, like, I'm not going to disparage it or take it away, but do you know how much it helps elevate a crowd and a team when one guy's like, okay, I am the best. I know it. I mean, I I can't begin to describe it. It's a star. It's a star thing that we don't see all the time. And and there and there is 
I, I grew up, I was born in 1985. Kirby Puckett was my favorite baseball player as a kid. And I, I, do, I vaguely remember, like, Dan Gladden stepping on the plate in 1991. But Kirby was my favorite player. Yeah. And so I feel like my generation and then your generation, you were Gen X. So you you definitely, like, were an adult during the Kirby Puckett era. Two generations of Twins fans got to grow up watching the moxie, the guile, the bravado, uh, the postseason heroics of Kirby Puckett. And, and, I, and I don't need to turn this into a referendum on some of the other twins. Like, Torrey Hunter had some of that. There's some other guys that maybe didn't. Royce Lewis unquestionably has what Kirby Puckett had in terms of behind the, the chest bone. And, and hop yeah. on my back, boys. Hey, 0-18. Hamstring injury, I don't give a rip. I'm going to hit a bomb off of Kevin Gausman and start us off 2 nothing. Let's go, right? Like, I don't know how many players in the 19 years of this losing streak, besides maybe Torrey Hunter, brought that attitude to the table and backed it up with their play on the field in a big spot like this. And keeping score of th- this game, as I know Dex did too, what's funny is after Royce Lewis got the second <laughs> home run, I'm dead yeah, nice I'm book too. It. Night? I will frame you should. it. You should you frame should it. Frame that, that it. You, you should you know, frame it. You know where you could put that, too, if you framed it? We didn't have to start that conversation. No, don't even start that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. don't. Um, but, but in keeping score, uh, there, there was a period there before the uh, walk to Solano and single by Correa in, in the eighth, where I believe two of 17 hitters reached base, and there were seven strikeouts, okay? Ordinarily, that would cause the clenching, wouldn't it? But you didn't think about it because you had this guy who had been so clutch. So, so like this is, this is the difference. Look, the Twins have had a lot of good players. Joe Maurer, Morneau, Torrey, who was a dynamic personality. But here's the difference. Royce Lewis goes up there in his first two, two at-bats, first on a 3-2-4 seam fastball, and then on a 3-1, and hits home runs both ways. It makes up it makes up for and it gives I'm telling you, it gives everybody confidence that this team has lacked. Like I I can tell you right now, Puckett was huge in both of the World Series championships. And you also had guys then who followed along like uh, Gaetti in 87 and Herbeck. Right. But when everybody else can follow that lead like that brilliance and that's what we saw, man, he can barely Bryce Lewis can barely run right now. And he the dude tried it twice. Yeah. I want to know too. We'll, we'll go. We'll just do a barrage of Twins fans here, but I do want to know from the fans that come in and then in the YouTube comment section, click that like button and the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel, please. Uh, did you get a little emotional? Did you well up a little bit? I've seen a lot of people that this was this was a classic sort of sports emotional moment. I feel like, sure. and um, and I'd love to know. Like in all honesty, did you get a little sports emotional watching the final out recorded, Declan? Let's go to the Twins vent lines here, celebrating the Twins' first playoff win in 19 years right now. Let's go to Jake next. Jake, what's up, buddy? Can you guys hear me all right? We got you, yes, Jake. You yeah, man. Yeah. So I was born in 2003, and we haven't had, like, much success, obviously, since then. But I would say, if you guys remember the Blues Wild Series and how good Kaprizov was, Royce kind of reminded me of that. Just He said, you know what, I'll put the team on my back. And it just put a, it got a little emotional, like a smile to my face. Yeah. And seeing them do that, it was awesome. Yeah. God, it was, I mean, the fact that it was questionable that he may not even be on the roster, like, you know, 24 hours ago. And then he comes in and just lights it up and puts the whole, puts the whole franchise, puts 19, he put Torrey Hunter on his back. He put Justin Morneau on his back. He put 
Johan Santana on 38, his back. 38,000 plus on his yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Amazing, Can't yeah. wait for the Bulldog tomorrow, though. I think we'll win this one, too. Twins and two. Yeah, twins and people laugh, man. People laugh when we said twins and two, but who's laughing now? Jake, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Right, who, uh, in fact, Sonny Gray's son, Declan, brilliant guy, by the way. I don't know. I don't know. I've never given him enough credit for naming his uh, own son. Declan said it's the playoffs. Better win tomorrow, Dad. Declan's no ball. That's all I got to say. A couple of Declan's putting pressure on Sonny Gray to close this thing out tomorrow. A couple of Declan's <laughs> cutting it up. That's what we do. Let's go next to uh, Max, or Royce Jr., as he's labeled here in StreamYard. What's Royce up, Royce Jr., what's up, man? Nice. Can y'all hear me all right? We got you, yeah. All right, I'll be quick. I was born in 98, was a Twins fan for like 6, 7, 8, but I remember at some point them losing so bad that I just stopped watching them, literally until today. I didn't watch the Bomba Squad. I didn't watch anybody, but this team feels, they feel good. They feel nice to watch, so I gave them a chance, and it actually brought out you know, some happiness. That little boy that didn't want to watch them from like 8 to 25 that I am now, you know, he came out. So he was happy to see that. I'm hoping for, you know, a first round battle more than a wild card two game. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, you got, I'll hang up. Oh, I will say this. I will say this. I have never screamed louder at a TV than when Carlos Correo threw that ball at home and got him out. I've never been wow. so excited for baseball. Great play. Go Twins. I love you guys. been watching for like years and years. Have a great awesome, day. Awesome, man. Thanks. Hey, Max, thanks you. Thank you, man. He's right that, about that. Dude, that defense that play is incredible. Well, and, insane. And I, I tweeted this, um, and, and it did not turn out to be bad luck, but that when that play was made and Polanco for the second time in this game had butchered a play at third base, um, it felt like that might be a little bit of uh, the reverse of our sports jinx, right? Because ordinarily you start Polanco and we warned you it, it might not work. Correa comes in, and by the grace of God, Bichette hesitated for a second, or I think he scores, and Correa makes that great play. And I'll I'll say this, too. Michael A. Taylor made two or three, but at least two outstanding plays. The leaping catch that saved two runs against the outfield fence, the diving catch earlier. Um, Julian and Polanco lived up to what I expected from a fielding standpoint, but Car- Carlos Correa and Michael A. Taylor were outstanding. And I mean, that saved their bacon because without the, if Taylor doesn't make that, that leaping catch, the score is tied. Mm-hmm. Kiermeyer was on first. Kiermeyer's fast. He scores. Yeah. I mean, God, like, by the way, uh, I thought Michael A. Taylor made the great diving catch. That was a can of corn up against the wall, man. All right. Louis Varlin, there was never a doubt. My guy, Louis Varlin, that was a pop up. It was a little windy. That was like a mid mid range pop up. Okay. The wind you know kind of took it a little bit. Gilberto Celestino might not get that ball. That's all I'm going to put out there. Wow. I didn't see Gil. If you had Gilberto Celestino drive by from Judd on your bingo card here, then you can check that one off. <laughs> He's off the 40, man. Poor guy. Uh, who's next here on Twins Ventline? Alex, what's up, buddy? You're next. We did it, guys. We won. Alex. Alex. Let's go. The Twins won a playoff game. Here's your imaginary <laughs> flag. We're oh, waving an imaginary flag. I can't believe it. It's it's so unbelievable. And, you know, the crazy thing is, too, is a couple weeks ago, you know, you got Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa both getting hurt. If they're both out, you know, longer than what they were, we don't win this game today. I mean, Royce Lewis on offense and, you know, Correa got his hit. But, I mean, that play by Correa was unbelievable defensively. I mean, and, I mean, Judd, you definitely were right about third base. And, and the yeah. field's a little ugly. But 
They, they, might, want to, they, they might want to address that before game two, but I, it's probably not the first thing they're thinking. Ever. There was another play b- before that, the headline play by Correa, like two outs before that. There was a ground ball on the right side of second base, and... You know, he's the guy's had foot problems. Like he just Julian. sprints across the bag. And Julian was going the wrong way. Julian's like, I'm good on this one. Guys. He was totally confused <laughs> about the route. And Correa's just like, I mean, that's the one thing um, for as bad a season overall as Correa had at the plate. Again, don't take his play at shortstop for granted. We've seen a lot of shortstops in this town. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I think the last shortstop that we had that in this town that makes that that play is probably a Gagne type, Greg Gagne. Like I'm not sure JJ Hardy Boy. makes that play. Does JJ Hardy make that play? I'm trying to think of like. Go- well, you don't want to hear this. Guzzi, but, uh, who knows? What's his name? Uh, Andrelton Simmons makes that play, but. Yeah, I don't consider I don't consider him to be. A, yeah, I'm not going to really put him in Twins lore. Half the team hates him, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. Alex, hey man, thanks for coming on here, celebrating a Twins win. Let's keep it rocking here, Dex. Let's keep the celebration going. Well, over right, two thousand people hanging out with us on this live edition of the Scorn awesome. Twins show. Let's go next to Will here. Will, what's up, buddy? Will, cheers, Judd. We've met. I don't know if you remember. Number probably one, number not. Two. He did, definitely doesn't remember when? your name, Will. When and where? At uh, Gopher Tailgate before Nebraska. Oh yeah. There you go. See, there you go. I just need the time and place. Yes, absolutely. Number one, it, it's been said ten times already today. Cannot be overstated. This means so much to people like me who are twenty-one who haven't seen this type of playoff success. My lord, did that feel good when that laptop came through? Yeah. What was Number yeah? Two. I mean, real quick, what did like what went through your body and mind when that final out was recorded? The first time you've ever seen the Twins win a playoff game. Uh honestly disbelief like this stuff doesn't happen so it just i i don't know like it it just doesn't happen yeah um (laughs) number two um judd was right Declan was wrong griffin jacks after that leadoff double by guerrero was unbelievable um it ran through my mind at that leadoff double i go Declan's gonna have a field day on twitter just absolutely came back people he was but fine. He, Dude, I love that Declan is going to frame the scorecard that says Griffin Jacks, Jacks six one, pitches, three strikeouts, and a weak one contact rounded of first. No runs, <laughs> two strikeouts. Yeah, He's going to frame that thing and good. throw it up on his wall. It was awesome. I can't. Jeez. Yeah. Will, hey, thank you. Congratulations to you for seeing your first Let's Twins it playoff again, Will. victory. Let's, Let's do it again. God, I will see you. Sky U Ma Maroon Lot, I'll see you there. <laughs> Amazing. Michigan coming to town this Saturday. Uh, let's keep it rocking here. I don't know. I'll be there. Tristan, what's up, buddy? You guys get me good? We got you, Tristan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll answer uh, what you're asking, Twins fans. I'll be honest. I'm a grown man. I broke down. I'm 21 years old. Tristan, it's okay to cry. It's okay to Sports cry. Crying. Sports crying. Sports crying is okay. Purge that. <laughs> Purge it. Just like uh, I can't even remember his name. Will, Will, right? That's his name. Yep, you got it. Still in disbelief. Still in disbelief. Like you said, it doesn't happen. And, you know, Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa are the reason why we won today. And we've been talking about it on the side, Jorge Blanco. We've all been worried, but, hey, he's great at second base. And although he made a mistake, Carlos Correa showed why he's going to be a future Hall of Famer based on his defense because he made that play. 
through that rocket arm to home plate. And honestly, he's the reason why we win the game. The Blue Jays could have had momentum and come back and won that game. But because of Carlos Correa, cool, calm, collective. Yeah. He was and close. You win that yep. game. Amen. Tristan, Thank thanks you for coming on. Love dude. the show. Big content. Thanks, Thank buddy. you, bro. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the conversation at some point to be focused on, okay, now what? Because we haven't had that ever. In my career, we've never had the, okay, now they're winning a series. You know, now what? But if we could like put together a checklist of was it worth it or not worth it, right? The Luis Arias for Pablo Lopez trade. Worth it. Worth it. it. Yeah, Car- yeah, Carlos, Carlos Correa Wilkins. with his questionable MRIs and chronic potential chronic right. ankle problems, you know, $30, $35 million a year. Kyle Farmer don't make those plays necessarily. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Yep. And then Royce Lewis. Was it worth drafting Royce Lewis over Hunter Green for the first yeah. overall pick five, six years ago? Worth yes. it. Worth it. Yes. Yep. All right. Yes. Uh, who do we got? You got a va- Is there like a janitor yeah, I, behind I, you? Right I now? muted him. I don't know what that okay. was, but... <laughs> Let's go to uh, Amanda next. Hi, Amanda. What's up? Hi. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? We got yes. you, Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm totally excited about this win. Um. It was 19 years ago. I was a um a junior in high school. Um. And it was also the same season I became a Twins fan. So you can wow. imagine my feelings. Great timing after, by you. Yeah. Strike after that uh, streak started, but um, I just I do have some concerns about um, tomorrow's game because I know um, I have noticed that when Sonny Gray has pitched, he doesn't get a lot of run support from us. So I'm just wondering what your take is on all that. Yeah, I mean, I lo- first stuff, of all, man. Amanda, thanks for coming on. I love that we're Amanda just started the conversation that we don't know how to have, which is the Twins won the first game. Now what do they do strategically in the second game? How do they close the series out? That's a conversation yeah. that, that predates social media, going back to Game 5 against Oakland in 2002. But obviously, at some point, someone other than Royce Lewis has to show. I'm not ready to have the conversation about, like, what went wrong yet. Um, but, yeah, like, it'd be nice if somebody else besides Royce Lewis could hit a three-run homer or something and put some runs on the board. Yeah, I think you have to assume uh, that it's 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 going to be a close game with Gray and Barrios pitching. And so I think it's pretty clear cut. Polanco can't play third again. Like, you can't can, – that that's just – that is asking for trouble. I'd put Polanco at second. Um, DH Royce, obviously Julian probably can't play then, but, and I look, I love the kid and, and he brings a lot with his eye and his at bats. Um, but these games are going to be, and playoff games should be far too close to take th- that chance. So I think it's actually, unfortunately, pretty simple. Polanco goes back to second. Julian doesn't start. Um, Farmer or Castro plays let's third see, base. Let's see. It's, but dude, Julian is one of the best at bats in that lineup. I know just to, to start I mean, the, to start the game the way that he did, just I, work an account. Like he's gonna play a face a righty tomorrow too, and Barrios. Like, yeah, yeah I, know. I, I, I can't sit Julian. I, who, I would then, almost rather play like Julian at first Pol- base and take my chances that way, and put Polanco at second, then keep him out of the lineup. 
Okay. That's a that's a super. I'm hot just saying right now, you can't have I can't have Polanco a third third again. That's you're you're asking for trouble. Like yeah, you but did you're it asking and you got for away trouble and not having Julian in the lineup against a right-handed yeah. pitcher that tends but to go down sometimes. So are are you going to put um, Julian, who's played like two games at first at first? No, I'm going to drink some champagne in celebration and then worry about so it you later. Can, no, 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 don't go, don't go to, no, no, don't go Twins 2009. Don't go game 163. I'm not get, get slammed. Get, I'm just, get, you know, no, don't go. Like no, no, let's act. I know it's been a long time, but let's act like we've been here before to what? close no. it out. Why? Let's act Why? like we've been here before. Because like you can close out series. Just, it's, been, cl- it's been 19 years. Are it, you got... I've seen two World Series. Close the damn thing out. It's a best two or three. Win the first. Win the first two For games. Sure. Go to Houston. Get done Judd, with it. You can't tell a generation of Twins fans it. to act. Okay, but we're talking to fans, right? Or are you I talking to? Are you, is Rocco I'm talking watching about the team. right now? I'm talking Rocco's about the team. in his office. Watching. I'm talking about the team. <laughs> the fans aren't going that. If you play Polanco at third and you're the Twins, you're asking for trouble. And I agree with you. I would prefer J- Julian plays. But I'm saying if we're going to talk about what the team is going to do, I mean, you win tomorrow, you get a couple days off, you play Saturday in yeah. Houston, life is good. Fans should in- enjoy this, but the reality is the Twins shouldn't. They should be bu- they should be working on how are we how do we get out of here in two? Cuz it's possible I, now. I just think like I Okay, let's let's actually have this conversation real quick, and then we'll get back to Twins fans because it's fun. We get to have this strategic conversation yes, on a close freaking series, right? Absolutely. I agree that Polanco does not look or feel comfortable at third base, despite the fact it, I'm, it's weird because he's this veteran. He's shorthanded at second. He it's pressure in the playoffs. Like I'm just going to call it right it's now. Pressure. He, well, he, no, you know he he has he had numerous screw ups in was the he playoffs. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I know yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he has had numerous screw ups. Well, I you get, know what. If it's between Julian and Polanco tomorrow, like I only get one, I'm starting Julian. And then if I want, I can put in Polanco in the event that you wanted to put in a sub in. I need Julian's bat in the lineup. So yeah. if we're going to have a conversation about moving Polanco okay. off their base, then we have to get more creative than, than I'm, I'm, I'm protecting Julian in that Are lineup. You, he has to be in the lineup tomorrow. Okay. Are you, as Dex just said, willing to take Polanco out? How many games did Julian play at first base this year? Like two. Two or three. If you would have said five, I think he came I defensive replacement, and I think he started two. I think he's at three. Declan's probably right. You know what I do? You're, Screw it. Royce Lewis at third base tomorrow. Dude, he can barely. He he can rake. He was hopping around. He looked great. Yeah, I don't want him hopping around. And again, I'm telling you right now, third base where you have to push off okay. to, to, go, to go horizontally, that is not good for a hamstring. This is easy. You're facing a righty in Jose Brios tomorrow, right? Facing yes. a right-hander in Jose Brios. Jorge Polanco is hitting 233 against righties, 310 against lefties. Decisions made. You don't he play Jorge Polanco. Bench, yeah, he comes off the bench as a pitcher. I'm fine with that. Boom. Okay. You, you don't okay. start. Yeah. Excuse me. You don't start Jorge Polanco. That's fine. I'm fine with that. We just clinched the series I'm fine right with there. That. Welcome, right there. Yeah. I just right. better. And we've never been wrong once on this never. show. Okay? At no. all. We are I, flawless in our takes. <laughs> But just to be very, very clear, I think the fans should enjoy this. It's a great win for the fans. But as the player said, well, and and Pablo Lopez did a great job of articulating this, which is we feel for the fans. So the fans got their their win. The team has a chance now if they do this right. Like, I don't want to go to a game three. No. Clinchity, I don't want to. Baby. I don't want to go to a game three. Although, although the good news is you now have a player who will go to a game three and, and be very, very cool, calm, and collected about it. 
Exactly. Yeah. You I don't mean, that is the good news. Paralyzing anxiety anymore. Okay, let's keep it rocking here. By the way, thank you guys. There's a couple thousand people hanging out with us here on the Score North YouTube channel. This is the Score North Twin Show, Twins Vent Line, where we turn the show over to you guys. Please click that subscribe button and the like button on this YouTube channel. We will be going live after all of the Twins playoff games, and there appear to be multiple more on the horizon here. Um, all right, who's next? Declan? Let's go to Brian next here. What's up, Brian? You're oh, on Twins Vent Line. Test, test. Can you guys hear me okay? Brian, yes. We nice, got you. nice. What a win. What a win. Oh, my Let's go. goodness. Hey, just real quick, been a big fan of the Score North uh, and watched you guys listening about 2016, back to the ESPN 1500 days. Uh, love, love all your work. Uh, what a win. I'm so happy. I just finished bawling my eyes out. I think yeah. my, my tears are gone. My family's <laughs> texting me. Um, but it's nice to get that thing off our backs. But real quick, I actually want to show you guys something real quick. I got the newspaper for when we took out the – when we won the 87 World Series right there. So I got a mm-hmm. little collage and everything. That's so awesome. I got that yeah. Magic. There. But, um, but, yeah, just real quick, I, uh, I thought that big save from Correa, that was huge. Um, uh, Jorge Polanco, you know, had a little underperforming game. Um, but here, here's the one that I didn't hear anyone say yet, actually. What about that save from Michael Taylor out in center field? Yeah. Right? I, I think that's oh, what yeah. it was. You know, he, he saved Two the plays. home run. Yeah, exactly. He he did a big deal. So that was another big critical play. Um, but it, it, it was awesome. I'm just happy to be here. Um, but just I, I was born in '89. Phil, I think I'm around your age, a couple yeah. years younger. I'm I'm 34. So I, I I lived in Minnesota back in the day, but now I'm here in South Florida. I was there like in the dome for Eric Milton's no hitter game. Back I was too. What? What? Where were Where were you sitting in that? I got my ticket still. I'll have to check the section and seats and everything. But I think I was on the on the third base line in the in the lower deck or something. It was so long ago. We were right. We were in the fan. Like my dad and I got last minute tickets in in like the family section. It's it was like the upper deck right above home plate. And I just remember it was like an eleven a.m. game or something. And Gophers played that night. Yes, and the Angels had it was a bunch of Triple A guys and Troy Glouse, I think, and Eric Milton just mowed them down. It was great. He he he, he destroyed them. It was an awesome game. But I'm so happy we we got the cam off our backs. Um, you guys do a great job. I, I I listen to you guys every day. It's just really hard to call in because I work nine to five. I'm in school. You know, I don't have time to, to check in. But I am I am a lurker on your channel. So awesome appreciate you, Brian. Thank you, thank you, bro. Thank you. Appreciate. Thank you, you very much. Do Do you know who the Angels interim manager was that day. They had oh. fired their manager of a, a young a young man at the time. Wow. Uh, give me like a hint. Um, he became a very successful manager in the big leagues and uh, won a World Series. Joe oh, Madden. Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe, Joe Madden, Madden was the interim manager. He was promoted and then he didn't get the job. That's right. And then left for Tampa Bay. Sosha, because they hired Mike Sosha, right? Yeah. To get the yeah. job. Wow. All Joe right, Madden. let's keep keep the celebration rocking here. Michael, what's up, buddy? You're next on Ventilator. Hey, Michael. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? I, I, it just feels, feels like good. a new era. A new era of twins discussions, of twins fandom. It just feels like a new breath of fresh air here. It's wonderful to have the monkey off the back, especially after 18 years. I, I will say, though, it's very disturbing how many people born in this century had never seen a Twins victory. Like, <laughs> that's Dude, just... I know. It's, it, when, when, when was your first year as a Twins fan? 
Oh gosh. Uh, so I remember the 87 and the 91 world series. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm yeah. not quite as old as Judd, but I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a lot of fun. No, no. The back hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, I, I gotta say, nobody is saying the MVP of this game. Yes. I, I realized Lewis had two home runs. He had all three RBI, but can we give it up for his bed? For him having that good night of sleep last night and being able to play today, I don't know if it was a, a sleep number, a temper peak, whatever it was. We all should go out and buy one tomorrow because, gosh, that's the greatest night of sleep any of us will ever get. It was probably a hyperbaric chamber knowing some of these athletes, but, you know, I'm not sure you can get one of those on Amazon Prime, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, last couple of points. I've been on multiple times. Love you guys. You know it. Uh I will say it is very exciting to have something other than wild hockey to be excited about in October. I'm not used to that, uh, not being a Vikings fan. So, uh, and lastly, my write that down was Royce Lewis was going to have more home runs and a better batting average than Carlos Correa. Uh, If I didn't specify, I meant that through the postseason too, you know, so, uh, you know, just, uh, I just want to make sure that's clear. Yeah, if that was the spirit of your prediction, then, you know, we can do the math. Uh, it, I don't know it, about it this. Yeah, it I don't know. absolutely was. I mean, I totally predicted that uh, Royce Lewis was going to get hurt and need the whole postseason to beat Carlos Correa. I mean, that was completely what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we'll take it to Lawyer Chase and see what uh, what he has to say about it. All right. <laughs> Hey, Michael, Perfect. thanks. Congratulations as a Twins fan to you, and thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate Thank it. you, gentlemen. Appreciate thanks, it Michael. very much. Yeah, dude. Yep. I think the relief, too, of the, of the Minnesota sports fan plays an important role here. I mean, it's been 2015 since the Wild 1A playoffs series. Um, it has been, you know, 2017 since the Vikings won a playoff game. It's been 2004 since the Wolves won a series. So beyond the 18-game losing streak gloriously finally being done, I think anything like this for for a generation now of fans is just such a breath of fresh air because, like, yeah. this is the fun. Like, every pitch, every pitch in today's game, people were into from the first pitch on. Yeah. I mean, like, you brought it up. It's great. Uh, when you came on, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago, the fans were excellent in this game. Dude, I remember the 2010, the game one against the Yankees, the first playoff game at Target Field. And I remember watching fans tell other fans to be quiet, sit down, be quiet. We're trying to watch the game. And other fans, like half the fans are like, right. what? No, like we should we should be up. We should be cheering. Today, it was like everybody was on the same page. It felt like during times of turmoil, sometimes you get that Minnesota sports fan butt pucker feeling in an arena or a stadium. It felt like every time the twins came to a crossroads of, oh, man, there's a couple guys on base or, boy, I don't know, Griffin Jacks gave up a double to start the inning. And now you got you know Vlad Jr. coming up, whatever it is. It's like right. the fans rose to the occasion to try to help the twins win the game, if that makes it sounds corny. But that's that's what I felt watching the game. Well, and I think back in 2010, there was also this sort of expectation that, I mean, one, the streak didn't look as nearly as bad back then. And two, like the success had come, you know, it had been plentiful. And so I think you just thought, okay, this team, you know, and, and, and this place was new. And I'm sure that the ticket buying public was a different, like you had people getting into today's game for four bucks, which is awesome. But I mean, there, those are the fans. 
those are the, you know, diehards who get who, who, and, and they're the people that you want to fill this place up because they're the ones who are going to yell the whole game, which again is great. They're going to taunt, taunt Gosman. Um, so I think you really had more of a, a desperate fan now too, who was a real fan as opposed to the 2010 crowd here, which was probably a bit more of a wine and cheese crowd. Yeah, no, that's probably, I think, yeah, I think. I mean, it was a different time. It was a new stadium. Jeez, I like that. Yeah, I think it was, you're probably, it was, it was a, a richer char- crowd. It was a charcuterie board crowd. Yeah, you know? which is you know, we all love those charcuterie yeah, boards are great. But although it was I do want to, I do want to shout out uh, the official post meal, post game meal celebration here today, which is Burger Press in Edina, mm. and it's also now they've expanded, so it's Burger Press and Shawarma Cart in mm. Edina, uh, four ninety four in France Avenue. I was actually out there uh, yesterday. For a little lunch, just uh, sampling some of the new shawarma bowls, the shawarma burrito, and the wrap. Just incredible. So not only the best burgers you're going to find in the Twin Cities, but also uh, the best shawarma you're going to find if you dabble. Owned and operated. It's an independently owned and operated uh, restaurant by Minnesota sports fans, by fans of Purple Daily, Scorner. They reached out specifically and said, how can we support what you guys are doing? How can we support Minnesota sports fans and feed them great food Again, just off 494 in France Avenue. It's Burger Press in Edina. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Maybe you don't even need throttle therapy anymore because the Twins just won a playoff game. Well, you still need it for the Vikings. <laughs> that is true, and for so. some of the other teams. And uh, if you're looking for throttle therapy both on land and on water, Power Lodge is the place. Power Lodge is Minnesota's CF Moto Superstore. Since they buy more, you save more. And Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape. You can save thousands on CF Moto, off-road, and side-by-sides. Four we, uh, uh, four by four starting at an unbelievable $45.99. Check them out. Multiple locations around Minnesota. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com. So the, the Twins put out a packet of like post-game notes and stuff, as Phil knows, okay? Um, here's one for you. So, yes, this ends the 18-game skid, October 5th of 2004, in the stadium against the Yankees. But how about this for you? They also won their first home playoff game since a 2-1 win on October 8th, 2002, over the Angels in Game 1 of the ALCS at the Metrodome. That's right. They won Game 1. They they won Game 1. They spun like seven or eight innings. Yeah. But how about that? Wow. I mean, I remember wow. that game well, but I mean, 2000. So you got to go back to 2002. It was nine. God. Yeah, because they took they took those two against the Yankees in 03 and 04 at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. Had, I hadn't even thought of this though. That is insane. New era. It's a new era here. Dex, who's next on Twins Vent Line? Scorn our Twins show. Go to our guy Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Guys. What's hey, up? Funny you're talking about 2002. Check it out. Yeah, oh, is this the, the hat? Oh, look at that. Nice. Look at that. That's, that a, that's a vintage now, I man. I said uh, the Twins actually won uh, a playoff series in 2002. It's a good-looking so hat. I thought uh, I'm going to wear this for luck, and now I'm going to be stuck wearing it for the rest of the postseason because I'm not going to change. Yeah, yeah. Nor should yeah. you. And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into all, all the – I'm a superstitious guy. So right now I'm going to say, like, okay, I was really surprised to see him come out with the Twin Cities jerseys. Were you guys expecting that? I wasn't, to be honest. No. no yeah, I, I thought I thought they might have went with the home whites today, and if they lost today, they would have broke out the tw- Twin Cities creams for tomorrow. So now, of course, they got to go with the Twin Cities jerseys tomorrow, right? 
So it's interesting oh, yeah. because the, the Rays busted out their Devil Rays jerseys today. I heard in, that. In a losing yeah. effort. Of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. It was a great game. Had a great time. Judd, you might recognize where I am. You know where I am. The glove shop. You bet. So uh, it was a great Jimmy's time. glove shop. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, and, and look at be, behind him, too. You you got a Carew, Oliva. Th- those are like wow. vintage. Those are super cool. Dude, are you? Is this a phone or like? Can you give us just? Can you give us a little twirl around the glove shop real quick here, Jimmy? Oh heck yeah! I I, I always am a little leery. I don't want to get any free pub, but I'll take it if I can get it. Oh, yeah, well, no, it's, you're it's fine with us. No, tell people where. And by the way, yeah. where is your glove shop for for the uh, younger audience that has that hasn't heard of it here? Uh, DNJ Glove Repair, South Minneapolis, thirty seven forty two uh, Minnehaha Avenue. I had some guys stop in today. Did uh did some work for some guys. I got uh, what do we got going down there? Yeah, knows, man. Yeah, master glove repairman. Seriously, this had, guy I actually can had, uh, fix your glove. I can get this on camera. I actually, had Paul Molitor stop into the shop, which was kind of cool. Oh, nice. They kept show- so the ESPN camera showed Paul about three times during. They showed at first it was like let's show Paul, and he's I think he was hanging out with like his kid or something. Sure, you know. Minnesota legend, and then uh, the next pitch was like a little line drive up the middle, and Julian was unable to jump and make the catch, and they cut back to Mahler, and he's just like shaking his head. <laughs> this is for Judd. This is for Judd. Real replacements. Real replacements, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a great night. I'm looking forward to the rest of the rest of the series, and hopefully uh, I, I think I'm in the same boat as uh, your colleague Patrick Ricey. I it can't go to three. We got to end this tomorrow. Yeah, let's, I'm with you on that. Let's you know, do it tomorrow. I think if if yeah, and I I love Jose Barrios. He's a wonderful human. But I think all of us feel pretty comfortable with that matchup. A, a left-handed heavy lineup. Jose Barrios. We've seen him in action once in a while in big spots. You know, and the new and the new Twin City jerseys. So yeah, it, it's, you got to keep them. Yep, we got. I agree it. with you on that. Yeah. All right, awesome, so let's thank Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Thank, you, thank Jimmy. you. Appreciate it. Jimmy's a great guy. Who do we got next here? Let's go to uh, Devin next. Devin, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? You got me? Yeah, dude. We got you. Hey, so um, I don't know. I always try to be the positive guy, but, man, I was even starting to get worn down. I was like, shoot, are we ever going to shake this streak? I mean, I I was born in 97. I can actually remember when I became a Twins fan because I started as a Yankees fan. My godfather bought me all this Yankees stuff. And I went to a game the last year of the Metrodome in 2009, and of all people, Michael Kadire hit for the cycle and inspired me to be a Twins fan. So, wow, here we are now. Cuddy, what Amazing, 14 man. years later, finally got to see a postseason win. Yeah, That's awesome. so you so you bailed on the Yankees in the middle of all this to be yeah, a Twins 10, fan. Ten-year-old me did not know the choice he was making at that time. <laughs> Yeah, and then no, I think there's something fitting about Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez on the call for the game that winds up ending the streak. Oh, yeah, definitely. Agreed. And A-Rod, A-Rod was, was I thought he was, was insightful awesome. today. He thought that the Twins were picking up some, so he thought Gausman was tipping his pitches. I, was I tipping literally his, was coming his, his, on to uh, ask splitty. what you guys thought about that and if Judd saw it from the stadium, if he could pick up any of that. Well, Thanks, the thing that um, – so I, I think A-Rod uh, – and I, I was going back and forth on Twitter with – Doogie. Uh, Doogie. Dugs. Doogie, it's over. 18 years plus, it's over. Doogie. 19 years. 19 years, it's 19 over. 19 years, yeah. Don't 19 short years. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's over. 
It was a very happy clubhouse, Mr. Zolgat. I bet it was. I hope they didn't spray champagne yet, no. though. Hold that. Hold the champagne. Hold the beer, okay? I would and Dallas Keiko going crazy. Right. All right. See you, Dukes. Um, so I, I got a tweet about that. Uh, and I said, so I saw a, a- Rod was here to, for the workout on on uh, um, what day. day is it? Monday, and he was talking to people from both teams. So my guess is that he was he was tipped off that uh, a year ago at in Toronto when Gosman got hit hard but by the Twins. That was the storyline. In, yeah. in fact, I think I think all the game stories were based on on the fact that he was tipping the splitter, and so I wonder if. Alex got it from that. But the one thing I will say is if you watch Gosman's routine, he definitely has like he flares the glove out like there would be big time tells. He he does a lot of moving and and I, yeah, he is. And, he's, and he also does this with the glove. So my guess is he very well might have something before he throws the splitter that tells them the splitter is coming. The more you do, the more that there's it's like tells. it's like the poker, ta- the poker player at the table that talks a lot. Yep. You know, it's like the more you talk, the more information you're giving away. Pablo Lopez, I was kind of watching him when A-Rod brought up the tipping thing. I started paying attention more to Pablo Lopez. He is very stoic and strategic about, about especially like, you know, so he he grips. He'll do like the, um, the off-speed pitch grip because it's harder to get all your fingers around if you're digging in your glove without flaring your glove, right? Sure. So they, they might have picked something up, but A-Rod was saying, Twins hitters, Gausman was throwing some of the nastiest splitters on the very edge of the bottom of the strike zone that dive down or kind of dive in on their feet, their ankles. And, and he was saying, look at Twins hitters' body language. They're not even, like, offering or flinching at that pitch. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a 96-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball, and Royce Lewis is on it and puts it into the seats for a second home run, right? So they mm-hmm. might have picked something up. And then the fact that Gausman got so frustrated at the umpire – and, uh, the pitch and, and he throws the the, the pitch count <laughs> thing, pitch right? <laughs> but you know what? It's pretty if, hilarious. If if he did that a year after the Twins clearly picked up a tell, if he did that again, one good for the Twins, and two, it's all his fault. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, if you don't fix that for a playoff game and do something for deception purposes, then I I like how we are. I think it's intriguing in baseball how we sometimes talk about this, like they might be seeing something. It's like that's the whole point of the game. It's not cheating. But if you don't, the thing is, like, if you don't know what you're doing, then there, you can't fix it. He, and that's where you start to get in your head, too. You're like, do they, they, right. do they know something? Like, should I not throw this pitch anymore? It's, uh, yeah. and, and he was, I mean, don't get me wrong, the thing was moving, but he wasn't close. Uh, like, he was bounced. I mean, credit to Kirk. Uh, the catcher for the Blue Jays, yep. he wasn't close on half of those things. And they were bouncing a foot in front of the plate, and he stopped a lot of them. But it, So then anytime, obviously, the splitter becomes that bad and you're sitting fastball, you got one coming, no problem, belt high, and that's why Royce Lewis popped two of them. Real quick, I see a couple comments, too, that uh, like MN Twins 28A fraud has no business calling people out as cheaters. No one's accusing the Twins of cheating. No, that's A-Rod my point. Was, no. This is all if you if you can if a pitcher is flaring his glove or tipping his pitches, we're not talking about the Astros That's, banging trash cans here. This yeah. is like right. all within the confines of what's yeah. acceptable in baseball. Yeah. So, absolutely. All right, let's keep rocking. We're like an hour into this Twins so, celebration. Here. Great. Who we got next? Jacob. Jacob, what's up, pal? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Can you hear me? We got yes, you, man. Yeah. So, so I was born in two thousand one. Wow. The, the highlights of my Twins watching lives was the 2009 Ale Central tiebreaker game. Yeah. That game was insane. That that Chris Handel documentary, I remember like 
that was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And him kind of like talking about that kind of just like reignited that memory. And then the other one was Miguel Sano hitting a grand slam off of the Indians in 2019. So, you know, two pretty like, I mean, 163 was amazing, but that grand slam against the Guardians, like, it's just, it feels so good to watch this team win a playoff game. And I guess I have a couple of things I want to ask you guys. What I really liked when Johan Duran came in the ninth is they threw five straight curveballs to start. Didn't throw, because I think Kevin Kiermaier was, he was looking for a fastball, it looks like. And he just sat there and just deceived them and... Yeah. I really like, and then another thing um, in the sixth inning, I think Matt Chapman was up when Louis Varlin came in, and we might see Lou tomorrow because that was the only pitch he threw. Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you guys when uh, he hit that and Michael A. Taylor was walking to the uh, was running to the warning track? I'm just curious. I thought it was off the wall, almost certainly, uh, but I don't. I I don't know. Louis Varlin still, I just, I feel confident when he's out there throwing 99. So it it wouldn't, it wouldn't prevent me from wanting him back in a game at some point this series. I was much more nervous when Griffin Jacks came in than when Louis Varlin came in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Declan was uh, probably like that over there after that leadoff double from Vlad Jr. Then no, then he was straight nails after that. I was very, I was very happy with Griffin Jacks, how he performed after that. So that's Vlad. Vlad was pumped too. Like he got to second base, he was fist pump, pumping, and out, and and Jax, to his credit, settled down immediately, and was outstanding. Um, when, when Chapman hit the ball at first, I thought it was off the wall. But other than Royce today, the ball didn't really travel that that well. Okay. And and I have yeah, and I have um, I do have a ton of faith. I mean, Taylor is really good out there. And look, between Kepler and Taylor, they get to a lot. So I actually felt pretty good about the fact that that ball might be caught. And he, I mean, he, he made the catch look fairly simple, I thought. I just appreciate the, the fact that it wasn't. Like, it's a, that's a ball that the Twins have had plenty of guys not named Byron Buxton, i.e. a Jay Cave. Yeah, not catch the real work. There was his speed and then his ability to not freak out when he got to the warning track and the wall. Like he just did a brilliant job. First of all, like you got to be fast enough to get there so you can calmly make the catch. A lot of guys would be running full speed and have to crash into the fence. Just like the grace that he made that catch with. He made that look so much easier than a lot of other outfielders probably would. He's got a little bit of an, an ability, and I don't know. It's probably because of experience. Um, the one thing where I will give him an, an advantage on Buxton in Buxton's prime is what you just said. He has an ability to, I think, read the ball more so that he doesn't cra- – I mean, he does crash into fences occasionally. It doesn't feel like he crashes into fences at the speed or at the magnitude Buxton did. Yeah. Because you're right about that. Is there a stat for that on, like, fan graphs? Full speed crashes into fences. I would say you're. Well, if there's right. if there's not, there should be now because we just came up with it. <laughs> it's a new metric. Yes. Uh, let's keep rocking here on the Score North Twin Show, Score North YouTube channel. Click that hey like guys, button and the me? subscribe button. Yeah, we got yeah, you, what's Jake. Up, Jake. What's Perfect. up, man? Going okay, man. I am just like I'm so full of uh, this. Brought back a ton of memories for me. Uh, as a as a as a, the, the twins were like when I was between ages four and like. 12 the twins were like i was i was a twins like that was my team that was the only thing yeah. i really that was my, my my sports passion um and i kind of fell off in my adult years casual fan i'll keep up with the scores and whatever but um just from the moment that game started the crowd was insane it kind of reminded me of the uh timberwolves versus clippers uh the playing game uh, yeah 
just just like I mean, obviously different sports circumstances, but I think just what it meant for uh, for Twins fans to get the monkey off our back. But I don't know. I'm just like I'm I'm just I'm still like I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of Twins games this season, but I, I had this I had a light afternoon of work, and I was like, I need to make sure I have uh, <laughs> the game on, and was just glued to it the whole game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I. I Brought back a lot of memories of just. Are like, you back, you know, man? Are you back on the bandwagon? Are you back fully emotionally invested? I think I'm back. I mean, like literally, I feel like <laughs> I haven't know. felt like this about the twins since uh, since that 09. Like, somebody just mentioned it, but the, that 09 game sixty game sixty whatever one sixty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one sixty three. When we got it, was like, oh my gosh, we can do it, and then we're like, no, we're you know we're gonna lose, and the we're, <laughs> we're not yeah. gonna win a game. But, party too hard. Yeah, yeah, that was just, that was the thing that they like they because they won game one sixty three, did the champagne celebration, and then and they played the next day, right? To New York. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So it was, right. was yeah. it, maybe it was two days later. Was it the right? Yankees? It was we, I mean, we always lose. Anytime we, say, oh, we got the Yankees, we're not going to win. So right. it's kind of like right. is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, just, I, I feel optimistic about this team. I feel like we've got a lot of guys that can play. Um, you know, hopefully the future's bright, but got to win tomorrow. So yeah. Hey Jake, um, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back to Twins fandom <laughs> yeah, to the plenty bandwagon. Of room. <laughs> plenty of room. You know what though? He his point about that Wolves Clippers game, which was a fun game. Again, that was another one where the sports fans in this town were fabulous. Like that's the thing is, give them a reason. Give them a reason. Like act like yeah. you like. I, yes, I understand that we as fans, for good reason in this state, can get nervous at times but the reality is this too a lot of our teams also reflect that but like today or in that in that clippers game with pat bev partially i'll give him credit Mm -hmm. like if you go back that game was fantastic the atmosphere in an arena that for the most part is you know pretty drab the atmosphere in target center that night was just absolutely off the hook so again these fans like if you give them if you give them some confidence right like if you give them players like Royce today who just comes out and yes. absolutely embraces it you know what fans respond it's fantastic it's i mean this this is a great big game sports town when you have athletes that embrace the big game yeah but it's just been a desert that's run yeah. dry like like you're right give these fans a reason to get behind something you and, and a lot of people don't remember what it was like when the twins were doing this in 87 91 but you know, it's um, it's a it's a special vibe when fans are getting behind a team in this town. But the teams have to give fans more reason. And maybe this Twins team, there is no big bad Yankees this year. There right. is no high payroll Boston Red Sox dynasty this year. The Astros are around, but you know what? A couple of the best players from that Astros World Series run were playing at Target Field today in Carlos Correa and George Springer. So... There's not really that team in the American League that you should be really scared of. I'm not saying the Twins are absolutely better than everyone else, but now that you've burst that bubble and you start to look around and say, "All right, well now you got to get get one more against Toronto." Yep. And then there there's no 100 win juggernauts. Now once you get to the World Series and play the Braves, that's a whole different story or whoever might come out of the National League, but this opens up a whole new world of possibilities for what the Twins could do now. And and complete credit today also, Pablo Lopez came out 
and gave you five and two thirds, five hits or run, two walks and three strikeouts. And we did not have, you know, what Royce talks about, right? Which is the inning where he just struck. We didn't have that today. Pablo Lopez did a fantastic job yeah. and, and he was allowed to pitch into the sixth. There was no like real quick hook. Um, that is what you want. That is the start. Like if, if we were to have talked this morning and sort of diagrammed the, the start, he might have gone a little bit deeper, but almost everything else was the start that you want. Yep. All right, Dex, let's keep it rocking here. Let's go to Tim oh, next me. year. <laughs> Tim, hey guys. what's up, man? Timmy. I've, I've watched you guys for years now. I remember my first – I live in Alexandria, so I don't get to see uh, – Heard you on uh, 1500 for a long time, but it was the Saints game after the Minneapolis Miracle. You had vent line for the Saints. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> That's right. But, Mike, superstar Mike Morris and I were, uh, I think, hosting that night. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, um, been a Twins fan since 1993, since I was born. Um, I remember the last Twins win in 04, but tonight, wow, uh, Lopez was amazing. I can't imagine, I, I can't remember. Uh, pitchy or pitcher like that ever in a postseason series for the twins <laughs> so dude he shoved yeah and he yeah. just <laughs> been a while <laughs> he brought you know sometimes we can get a little cliche like a rod does the you need a shutdown inning now right like some of the well you need shutdown innings you need six shutdown innings right you can't mm-hmm. but but he did he would come back all right here's a big royce lewis home run the stadium's rocking and he doesn't come out and walk the next two guys and fall behind he just was he was on it you know, I was going to say he kept the tempo fast, but Major League Baseball keeps the tempo fast with their pitch clock. But you're right. He just, he shoved. It was the dude walked into the freaking stadium today with a Johan Santana 2004 home jersey and said, <laughs> put it on my back today. It's not just Royce's. Put it on my back. I thought that was cool. To yeah, sort that of, was right, really cool. Put that Johan jersey on and come in and, uh, and end the streak. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> thanks for fun. coming on, man. Thanks for having Shit, me on, guys. Good yeah. stuff. Awesome. A few more left here uh, on the Twins event line side. Let's go to James next. James, what's up? James. Hey, everybody. Um, I just want to say, so I was born in 2000, so, like, I actually don't remember ever having any twin success. It's so (laughs) sad. And I got to 2019. I'm like, this is the year. This has got to be the year, right? No. So wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I'm a teacher, too. Not a single one of the kids in class today had ever been even alive for a Twins victory, which has just got to be the saddest <laughs> thing in history. Um, and I explained, I'm like, okay, so what do you think? Are they going to win today? There were so few kids because the quote was, they always lose. And, you know, I just, I, I wrote it down. I woke up this morning to quote Baker Mayfield. I woke up feeling dangerous. And I wrote down, <laughs> write that down predictions on the board. I had six scoreless for Pablo. So close. So oh, close. Almost. Yeah. yeah. I had a rookie bomb. So home run from one of the rookies and then a twins win and so i'm just i'm so excited to tomorrow wow, to just say i told you so royce lewis magic and then uh tomorrow we just got to hope for one of those burritos classics he just gets in his head and gives up a couple more bombs yeah the that's fans here thank you and and thanks james that's a great point because the fans here got to gosman and i don't know much about gosman's like mental standpoint but burritos this crowd could get to him like he's we know that we've seen that. Yeah, and he's got at least with the twins. I don't know if this is still the case with Toronto, but I've always labeled it. He has the Brad Radke disease in the first inning where he gets rocked mm. really early. He is, his numbers yeah. are horrible in the first inning. So if if, the, if that's the case, twins Dude. jump on him just like they did again today. I mean, they're in control again. 
this is why you got to play Julian tomorrow because Julian draws a five pitch walk off Jose Barrios to start the game tomorrow. I'm with yeah. Or at least on this. to start the game for the when the Twins hit in the bottom of the first inning. I'm yeah, with I, the golf plan here. I th- this is this is easy. I'm fine like, with it. Willie Castro has a 803 OPS against righties. Polanco, I mean, it's he true. slugs well, but he like I'll there's a 30 Rocco, point discrepancy between hey, the batting average there. It's so we'll get here. I'm telling you what to do right now. Okay. He's probably still down there. We could let you go if you want to go down there and just. Judd's at, by the way, if it wasn't clear, Judd's in like the communications room at Target yeah. Field right now. They're nice enough to allow me to use it without kicking me out. So I'm in their uh, media communications room. Let's go back to the Twins vent lines here. Twins break the streak. Johnny. The streak is over. Johnny, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Super fan of the show. I just want to give a couple of opinions on what I thought today. I've been uh, just like the other boys in the show, uh, born in 98. Never really seen a postseason win, so today was impeccable. But don't want to be a negative Nancy, but we can't rely just on Royce Lewis for two home runs. Like, we're not going to go far with just two home runs. The boys have to get the bats going. Um, Pablo Lopez absolutely shoved. Theobar came in absolutely blocked. And we got Duran and Jax, who really came up clutch. I've been watching over 100-plus games this year, but, like, I think we have what it takes to absolutely beat the, uh, the Blue Jays. But, like, when it comes to going to the Astros in the postseason in Houston, we got to do better with Julian coming up. And I think maybe you guys know, did he uh, did he walk for the this two-run home run for uh, Royce yeah. Lewis? Julian walked to, to mm-hmm. start the game. Yep. Then a pop-up by Polanco to shortstop. And then Royce hit the home run to left field. Yeah, so basically we had all of the rookies mm-hmm. producing the runs today, right? I mean, if we take away from 2019 and all the other wins, really the rookies won it for us today in terms of putting up runs. So yeah. we have to have the other part of the lineup produced for us, or else we're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I will say, and these are great points, Johnny. It's, it is fun to look ahead and kind of speculate right, so on Jack. how they can close a series. Depending on how you feel about the 40-year-old version of, uh, not 40-year-old virgin, but like the 40-year-old version of Justin Verlander, I think they just face the best starting pitcher that they're going to face the rest of this series or next series today, and they beat him. Kevin Kevin Gausman is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and he's been for the last like two or three years. So... You know, I think the, the the bats will come alive if you can get past the, the aces that you're going to face and grind those wins out three to one, three to two. Yeah. Then go tee off on Jose Barrios. That's when I don't know if I expected them to score like seven runs off Kevin Gausman today, even though you know they've had his number you know historically the last five or six years. Yeah, Gausman was. I, I mean, they, they definitely, especially early in this game, hit him hard. Like they hit some some missiles. Uh, he was struggling. He settled down eventually. I guess I'm a little bit torn because I do agree they offensively the, they need to do they need more contributions. Um, and especially if they get Brios on the ropes, they need to deliver a knockout punch. It can't be you can't have him on the ropes and score a run. You know, score three runs, four runs, but. The other thing about today that I will say that's a breath of fresh air is, one, your starting pitcher was fantastic. Um, two, your young star was fantastic. And three, despite the miscues at times at second and third base, your center fielder and shortstop were phenomenal. 
So, like, there's a lot to like. Like, the playoff games are one, I think, sort of between the margins, too, because they're not going to be most time 10 to 5 or 10 to 4, right? Um, so I totally get the point, but I do think that there were things today that that I really liked. And credit to the Twins, they finally went out and got a capable backup, really good defensive player to Buxton. Like, how long, Phil, did we complain going back to the radio show, right? Like, it's like they always had, like, Jay Cave can play. It's like, no, go get – at the time, I said Jackie Bradley Jr. Michael A. Taylor is a step up on that. But the point is, we did see some very positive playoff-type things. But, yeah, if they get Brios on the ropes tomorrow, and I think they definitely can, it would be nice to see them, you know, at that point – put a five spot up in like the second and just sort of end his hope. Yeah. Let's go to Adam here. Uh, I think Adam's the last one here. And by the way, we'll be back tomorrow after the game too, after they finish out this series, uh, twins and two Adam, what's going on, man. How you doing guys? I was at the game today and I got to tell you to give you perspective, uh, how clued in this fan base is, is that the, I, I don't want to go against your sponsors, but we know there's those two left field bars. Mm-hmm. Are empty in the wow. summer. You're in lines for nice. minutes because everyone's watching the game for the first time. It's so awesome. So when you go to a regular season game, and I do this yeah, too, yeah. people at those bars are like flooding down the hallways and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> people. That's you great. Right you walk right up today. And the second thing I want to bring up that play by Korea is better than Jeter's against the Athletics. Wow. That. You know, if if Jack Buck was there saying, what a play by Jeter, if he was doing the call on that, yeah. this would be a legendary play. What he did on that play is something that is beyond – I mean, Jeter just kind of did, did this. He barehanded that and threw it to the catcher in a position where he can make the play. That was unbelievable. Yeah. They're, they're both baseball IQ plays, though. That you absolutely love because on the play in Oakland with Jeter, you know, he had the forethought to actually get into a position he didn't belong in because he thought this is how it's going to, to unfold and how can I help? Correa was the same because like he didn't take off immediately to back up Polanco, but what he, but what he saw was Bichette hesitated. Bichette should not have gone. Once he stopped, he should have just stayed stopped. But, but Correa, to his credit, saw what was happening and rotated over quickly. And so like, it's not just a great play physically. Both of those plays are so mentally damn smart. And I'm with you though. Here's what I loved. The fans were in this game from the first pitch and they were like hanging on every pitch. I can't tell you as a baseball fan how much that makes you feel like part of the game when like everyone in the stadium is on the edge of, of their seat watching every single pitch. Cause it just doesn't happen here. It doesn't. This is the loudest it's been since honestly, the uh, probably the opening game when they first opened target field against Boston that I've yeah. been at. And I, I'm not as young as most of your crowd that's been calling in. So, you know, I'm not as old as, you know, a sports dad, but uh, you and I uh, are about the same age, but, the thing is that this is the most electric I've seen Target Field because we were playing the Yankees. I think that has we feel hope, and they delivered. And from I mean, Royce Lewis, my Dude, God, it's it's Gary it is, it is it's Kirby Puckett two point Gary Gaetti, I think Judd, you pointed this out. It was Gary Gaetti and uh, Evan Longoria, the only mm-hmm. players in history 
that yeah, to, to, yeah, the only two players in history to start their career with two home runs in their first two postseason plate appearances. They also both then went on to go to the World Series and Gaiety win it uh, in 1987. So a Wave good flag, omen. Doug. Wave the flag. <laughs> Love it, man. Ice water in veins is very important in sports. Yeah, Ice well, water Lewis, in their veins. Royce in Lewis veins. Yep. Well, wow. Wow. The Twins just won a freaking playoff game. By God. Doesn't feel good. Declan's going to frame his scorecard, <laughs> go apologize to his fiance oh, yeah. for screaming d- during her work call. Yep. I'm going to go. For drop. Yep. There was. Yeah. A... Well, yeah. I I have to go go home and tell Don there's a very good chance I'm I'm going to be uh, tied up on Saturday. Can't go to the Gopher Michigan game. So I think there's a chance you might be tied up longer than that. Hey, you know now what? That this, I, now that this bubble has burst. Well, and how much? I think you might want to start looking ahead to the following weekend as well. And how much fun? Out there. And how much fun will Sunday be if we are faced with possibly like two vent lines? I don't even know yeah. what because, like, the Twins would play hopefully early. Then the Vikings start at three o'clock with the Chiefs. How much fun is this? I don't even know. We. It's been a while since we've had that type of a champagne problem. In Minnesota sports, where we have to, I think we had wild wolves conflicts for sure. Yeah, but uh, we're day yeah, by but that's day two here. different show. But that's two different shows. Like this is us for yeah, I mean, it, Vikings well, and yeah. Twins. This is us. This is not Phil goes and does the wolves and Declan and Judd go and do the wild. This is the, yeah. Sunday could Sunday could be. I'm not complaining one bit. I'm t- I'm saying it's off the hook fun. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. It's it, it, we'll we have to bring reinforcements on board. We will, but um, yeah, amazing. The Twins just won their first playoff game since October of two thousand four. Today, they are one game away from clinching their first playoff series since October of two thousand two. And uh, we just we appreciate all you guys coming in supporting the Scornar Twin Show, supporting everything we do here. Click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel, if you haven't already, and uh, go pour yourself responsibly a celebratory drink. And uh, cheers to all of those Twins rosters that couldn't get this done over the last 19 years. Any final thoughts from you guys here as we uh, as we say goodbye? So, Dex, did, did you cry or not? I did not cry. I was, I was if they win the series, calm. If they win, if they win tomorrow, will you cry? No. Okay. This I, is I'm more checking. emotional. Yeah, that's what I would think too. For here, sure. Right? Um, Agreed. No, I, I will Agreed. most likely, if I'm getting really ahead of myself, I will ball like a baby if they win a World Series. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I, even though the Vikings have never won one, I don't know if I'd cry over that. I would cry over the Twins winning a World Series. I think like there's there's some other factors at play here for like Vikings because I feel like if the Vikings were to win a Super Bowl and we were live on Purple Daily event line and everything that Vikings fans have helped us build here from the ground up at Score North and Purple Day, I, I just feel like that community would it would be pretty emotional mm-hmm. just being yeah. you know being in in the middle of that community. I so that. I think winning a championship in the NBA, NHL, NFL, or baseball would probably bring you to tears. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, neither that's a pretty. Do, neither does Declan. We don't know. We're not sure. We've well, never, never had to test that out. When Gene Larkins, <laughs> when Gene, when Gene's uh, hit to left hit hit the dome turf, it was hard not to tear up. So yeah, dude, amazing stuff, man. Royce Lewis, 
put everyone on your back, kid, and do it again tomorrow if you have a couple more uh, swings left in that hamstring. So, all right, we're going to say goodnight. Judd is uh, packing up at Target Field here. And once again, just thank you all for joining us and uh, celebrating the Twins' first playoff win. We have to, we literally have to change, like, the intro banner on the YouTube channel for tomorrow because it says we just want the Twins to win a playoff game before. I don't think it says before we die, but, like, we do have to do, we have to talk to our graphics and art department here. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. one playoff game. So. All right, that's a wrap. It's over my Twins vent line on the. We'll make Judd do the graphic and just see what it looks like tomorrow. Uh, see you guys tomorrow after game two here live on the Scornarth YouTube channel.